Hi, and welcome to Blank Bodies, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 horror and tabletop podcast. I'm your host, Hunter, and as always, I'm joined by... John! Sarah. And the Lord Bot. James. So, what are we doing today? It's a bonus episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, I had a little poll up for our patrons, and I let them vote on who we're going to cover. Uh, we'll get into it, but that kind of worked out. I had to freak the episode a little bit. Did not ha- find enough uh, content for a full episode. Um, but, mm-hmm. so I freaked it. I'm talking about a couple different, like, American psychics and visionaries and their history. Hell yeah. And then you can use them for your own game. And then we got NPCs, too. Hey. 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 Yay. Hey, hey, hey. Um, but, yeah, anyone got anything before I hop into story time? Story no. time. I have a prediction. Okay. I have a prediction that at some point, the three of us are going to sigh within the same 30 seconds. Yeah, that's probably going to happen. exasperated, why is this happening to us sigh? Might even be roughly at the same time. Yeah. It's going to be during our second one if I had to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's two problems. Yeah. At uh, least. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We got Minimum. This. It's fine. Um, and again. I uh, have we... a beaker full of ice water. Like. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. Also, but just as a heads up. That's not how you knew, use my maintenance equipment. Also, just as a heads up, we do still have a little puppy boy running around. So if you hear a little bit of puppy noises, I apologize. But not much you can do about him. He's too cute to say no. You're not. Look, look, look. It's it's exclusive puppy content. Yeah, he's too yeah. cute. Most people have to pay more for that. Mm. He's too cute to say no, and I can't find the uninstall option for his anxiety protocols. So, you know. Yeah, he's got to check on me like every 20 minutes just to make sure I'm okay. Yeah, he he, he updated the abandonment uh, update, and uh, yeah, I can't take that out. I, yeah. I'm told organics don't Look, work that honestly, way. we need someone to keep track of Hunter, because if he's let loose... It's dangerous. Mm. It's dangerous times. Mm-hmm. I, wrote, I wrote the scoop twice, and then restarted, because I thought it was too out there. So hopefully this one will be a little more... When Hunter has to, like, feels like he has to rein it in a bit... You know that was just deranged. Yeah, if he's having to rein himself in, like that's a problem. <laughs> Let's just say, uh, patrons, you guys pay money. Uh, if he still has that script, we could potentially do that other one. We could if. do one. I tried. To, I was going to lean into the Malkavian thing. I read a couple manifestos and combined them into my own, but uh, we don't have to worry about that today. <laughs> You're already um, on enough lists. Like, why are you doing this? At this point, it's like I'm just trying to get on all of them. Um, <laughs> Anyway, mm. we're, we're going to start with the one that the patrons voted for. Christmas. Speaking of manifestos, I was at work the other day, and I was yeah. putting documents into the uh, program we put documents in, and one of them was a manifest. Mm-hmm. And I totally typed in manifesto and tried to submit it into this <laughs> program. Luckily, it's not one of the keywords that it accepts. But I thought for a second, hmm, if I put the word manifesto in an air export document, what do you think they'd do? <laughs> I probably call you back and be like, "Bro, did you? <laughs> did is you this mean legit? To do this? <laughs> What's happening?" Also, Hunter, Christmas wish granted. Oh, you'll Ooh. be on all those lists. Oh, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Um, I can't wait to get cool mail and make new strange uh, adult men in suits uh, <laughs> yeah. as friends. But uh, yeah, we're gonna start with the uh, the patron vote. Uh, we're gonna start with Madame Marie. Uh, who is made famous by Bruce Springsteen? Um, okay, I have no rec- I have no context for this. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of a weird one, but it turned out to be a little underwhelming. But I think it's still kind of a fun story, and yeah. they voted for it, so we got to hear it anyway. Democracy wins! Aha! Yay! Hey. Uh, so I got a quote from Bruce Springsteen yeah. to start us out. Um, back in the day, when I was a fixture on the Ashbury Park boardwalk, I'd often stop and talk to Madame Marie as she sat on her folding chair outside the Temple of Knowledge. I'd sit across from her on the metal guardrail bordering the beach and watched as she led the day trippers into the small back room where she would unlock a few of the mysteries of their future. She always told me mine looked pretty good, and she was right. Nice. Yeah, so... The Temple of Knowledge. Temple. They've always got to do some on weird pretentious walk. bullshit next to the beach. Well, this was this was back in like the sixties yeah. and seventies, I'm guessing. Um, I couldn't actually find a solid date, but mm-hmm. it seems like they stayed friends throughout their lifetime. So, um, there really isn't a date on it. But um, she was actually a bit hard to find info on. Mm-hmm. Um, her own website is a WordPress site where only two of the pages worked, and the history page was blank. 
a fucking mystery. Um, She's a mystery. You have to be a seer to know about her. That's true. (laughs) Also trying to look her up, there is a bar with the same name in the same town and a much better website that seemingly has nothing to do with her except that it's quote-unquote a tribute to her. Her family's not involved in it. She's just a historical enough figure that they're able to name a bar, Madame Marie's, because her shop is called the Temple of Knowledge. So they're able Mm. to be like, well, we're going to name it this. And it just looks like an upscale, like, upper middle class white people bar. Huh. It probably some people with money who are like, well, we like a Bruce Springsteen. We can just do some lore. We were hippies as children. Yeah, those Jersey boys love their Bruce Springsteen. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, there is also a YouTube psychic with the same name who also seems to have nothing to do with her, <laughs> considering the fact that she was around in the 60s and 70s, the real Madame Murray. And the one I kept finding looked like she was like 25 now. Wait. So. Is the original Madame Marie alive? No. Well, she but she did. Be. She also didn't die 25 years ago, so the timeline doesn't work out too well. She post-birth reincarnated. Okay, so if you want that to be your headcanon, I'll give you the link to her love spells you can buy through YouTube. Oh boy! Yeah, she, it's oh, that kind yeah. of psychic. Um, oh boy! How much rose quartz? I don't know. I, I At least like six inch. A six Whoa. inch. I mean... That's what you do with that, right? I mean... Or am I been doing too much goop stuff? You've been... Too much goop stuff. Look, 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 look. At least you're using rose quartz and not moldavite. My uh, my podcasts are starting to line up. It's scary. I'm so sorry, um, dude. Let's see. (laughs) So, I do have some concrete facts, though. Hell yeah. So, she actually founded the Temple of Knowledge all the way back in 1932. Mm. Shit. Um, But... And she was a fixture on the Ashbury Park boardwalk. Mm-hmm. Um, iconic. Like, there were people knew who were from the area knew who she was just because she'd been there so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Springsteen was the one that catapulted her beyond that to, like, national level of um, fame when he wrote in her song, in his, sorry, when he wrote in his song, Fourth of July, Ashbury Park. In parentheses, Sandy. That's the name of the song. Um, but the line is, Did you hear the cops finally busted Madame Marie for telling fortunes better than they do? What cops are telling fortunes? Yeah, and uh, uh, and then people checked the records, and it was confirmed by the head of the police chief at the time in, like, 2008, I think, that mm-hmm. she was never actually arrested. <laughs> so... <laughs> God damn it, Bruce. Again, I, I I saw the line. I saw the ladies. Like, this seems like an interesting story. And then it was a nothing burger. Bruce Springsteen just wrote a cool song, I guess. If you're into the I mean, E Street band, like... He, he'd be writing cool tunes. Yeah. That is true. Uh, but yeah. So she the song made her famous enough that uh, people performing in the area would come mm-hmm. see her. Um, the list was huge. I didn't put them all down. But some of the big ones were Judy Garland, Ray Charles, uh, Frank Sinatra, and... Um, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Woody Allen, unfortunately. Mm. But uh, she passed away in 2008, and the temple is now ran by her granddaughter. Good for her. All right. Good. But in, uh, she she told fortunes all the way up into her death. Um, when she got older, she had a bit of the arthritis and ended up doing only on the weekends. Her family runs still runs the shop till today. Oh. Pretty reasonable. $15 to get your palm read. Okay. I assume when you have yeah. like guests like Ray Charles, you'll be like 200 bucks for it. But... Yeah. Well, I mean, I, there's probably enough people that are just like, oh, it's the thing from the Bruce Springsteen song. They just go in and buy some like kitschy bullshit. Yeah. If, yeah. You're, if you're like someone like my dad who was in New Jersey for some other reason and is like, well, I love the E Street band. Let's go check that out. Yeah. yeah. I so just like going to spooky shit. I yeah. just this this woman sounds kitschy and fun. I just hope right as she was on her deathbed, just like I have one more projection. I'm about to die, darling. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she sounds like she'd vibe with that just like I see my own death yeah fucking uh, <laughs> just out oh god I'm trying to look up the name of this oh yeah I did find it's still open fuck yeah so uh, I went back home to Scotland like right before COVID that timed out like weirdly perfectly for me but uh, I spent four days just walking around Edinburgh just drunk off my ass Yay. so I'm just going to free museum so there's a free museum that's run by like the scottish communist party mm-hmm. hmm. that has it's a really good museum about all the different labor movements that have happened in scotland over the centuries going from like guilds back in ye olde days up until like today they had like a section of the museum about like 
punk move like punks involved in the labor movement in Edinburgh and Oh yeah. Uh it was really cool. But across the street from that is this place called the Weird Shop. Yes. With like a Y. Yes. And the guys in there were really nice. I just went to go hang out and I was just like I was drunk as shit too. But <laughs> they were all really nice. We sat around and talked about uh Ms. Marvel because the there was a bunch of Gen X guys and they were just really excited. She was wearing like 90s bands that they remembered from back in the day in the mo- in the movie. Mm. And I bought my Chaos Star necklace from them and then left. Nice. <laughs> nice. And I was like, oh, good. They did survive COVID. So like if you're in Edinburgh, I guess go check them out. They're cool as fuck. <laughs> I love it. Also, that's really crazy. Mm. Um, for our anniversary slash birthdays, yeah. uh, me and my girlfriend went to uh, Cleveland to Hell see him. Nine Inch Nails and Ministries, yeah, like, final Hell show. Yeah. Well, Nine Inch Nails' final show. I'm sure Ministry will go till they die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, it was Nine Inch Nails' final show? Uh, he posted that, uh, thank you for coming. This was a historical night. If I ever decide to play again, it won't be anything like this. Fuck! Fuck! All right. Yeah. Uh, Damn it. Trent, How- don't do that! He's quit twice before, so who That's knows. That's true. That's true. Anyway, what I was trying to say was, uh, so we went to Cleveland and we we're like, okay, we're in Ohio. What the fuck's there to do? So we just started r- wandering around. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of witch shops. Oh, hell yeah. Like run by actual like Wiccans. They have, uh, we couldn't get in because they only do appointments and we, they were closed the weekend. We were there for some reason, but they have... One of the oldest witch museums in the U.S. Oh, that's um, dope. It was it was started by one of Aleister Crowley's followers, and they have a bunch of his old shit in there. And then oh. it's like a gift shop, and but we they only do by appointment, small groups, and we couldn't get in. We should organize a podcast trip. That would yeah. be cool. Uh, that would be good. Um, be like I've a. Heard en- I've heard enough from Sarah. How big was the butt sex magic section in that museum? They didn't go, so we don't know. Oh, yeah, we haven't been. This is part of the research. We need to know the size of the uh, of the butt magic yeah. exhibit. If if we plan that as a trip, it would have to be a weekend trip because that's like a five hour drive there. Yeah, and then, but we could do a little spooky trip. Who oh, knows? fucking good no! Um, no. Don't threaten me with a good time. We could make a video for the youtube we still have a YouTube. yeah we have a youtube yeah, we should probably use that the episode's like <laughs> well the episodes automatically upload there and then oh, sometimes yeah. i put glitch art stuff up yeah which is good i might i've been messing around with some old vhs tapes of casper the friendly ghost i might just put that on there because i don't yeah. know where else to put like a 10 hour edit or a 10 minute edit <laughs> i Do wish it. it was a 10 hour edit uh, yeah. i need a couple more casper the ghost oh, tapes to get there there's only I, like two cartoons per vhs i found a i think it's a full-length animated movie something having to do with santa in the north pole yeah, i'd have fun with that yeah hell figured, yeah holiday we'll special and we'll do the blue how the blue powerade boys the movie yes yeah. <laughs> um, so uh yeah so that's one of those like that's neat yeah a lot of, this 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 bitch is really good at using obfuscate that's all i figured out yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> but uh yeah so long story short if you're ever in cleveland ohio there's a ton of witch shops they had a bunch of uh like taxidermy stuff old wet specimens um they had like mummified bats uh one of them had like a full human skeleton on sale it's a little expensive but like we only got to go to like two of them there's like six different about the ethical sourcing of the human bones that's a whole controversy oh we i yeah we've talked i think we've talked about that on the show yeah just uh hey if you're getting human bone things please check where the fuck that came from because it might be from a Native American burial site, or it might be somebody's like ancestor who was enslaved, or, or you know, yeah. a poor person who scientists were like, "Well, they can't afford a grave. I'm going to use them for science now." Or it could be like the bodies exhibit, and it's from a modern poor. Yeah, or it's you know like political prisoners from other countries. <laughs> uh, if y'all want to learn about this and have less of a sad, there's a Sean, uh, there's a Sean Pegg. Sean Pegg, yeah, Sean Pegg uh, movie about Burke and Hare. It's a comedy. Oh, there Simon Pegg. Yeah, Simon Pegg. There you go. Um, also, the bodies exhibit. There's a lot of people that have donated their bodies, like well, voluntarily. Well, there's like the main exhibit, and then there's a bunch of knockoff shows. Oh yeah, the knockoff ones. The knockoff shows are shit. very yeah sketch. Not, uh, yeah, I saw. Uh, Ask a Mortician has a whole episode about it. It's really oh, good. Really? Yeah, I got to see the uh, the bodies exhibit oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in New York. Yeah, in New York when I was there. <laughs> Dope. It's fucking art. Man, yeah. it's science, but art. Yeah, no, I'm Beautiful super down stuff. for the plastinization and study, mm-hmm. and that's all rad. I'm just like, can we just make sure people are like cool with that being done with their bodies, please? Mm-hmm. I will say a homie that like started it, um, I don't remember his name. Mm-hmm. He's, he does human dissections and yeah. stuff. 
Um, you can buy his uh, DVDs of human dissections there. Hell yeah. Just as many as you want, and they were playing them. So that I, dude would be a serial killer he, if he didn't That have guy, job. he did do a series with <laughs> the BBC where he did a full dissection as a document series. Cool stuff. Series. It's really good if you can find it. Mm-hmm. I found it the one time, and then YouTube went, no. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or one sick ass Cenobite. It's kind of hard to find now. Um, mm-hmm. but I have a bootleg of it. Um, I don't think it's ever been officially unreleased. But have did you ever, any of you ever see the Tom Green cancer special? No. Um, because he he was able to get the, the station it was on. I think this is when he was still on in Canada, not MTV. I could be wrong about that fact. But he did a live show where they filmed a bunch of skits and like talking points. And then the whole time it went from full screen to like mid screen, he uh, showed his entire cancer surgery when they removed a tumor and he was able to do it on TV because it was classified as educational. I love that. So I've seen the inside of Tom green. So psychic. We've rambled. Yeah. Yeah. We got excited about other shit. And it's a bonus episode. If, and we've recommended some people, some hot vacation trips. So Ohio and Scotland. Um, those are your two don't, options. Don't don't recommend anyone to go to Ohio. I actually had a lovely time. I mean, Rock Ohio, and Roll Hall of Fame's fun for like an hour. Ohio can be in, be nice, but I view it as a completely cursed, like Cthulian level of a place, particularly because it's the place that has the highest amount of uh, indigenous uh, architectural and burial mounds, like in the world, and the amount of us just like bulldozing over that or plundering it. And I'm just like. Ohio's cursed. Ohio. This, uh, this next statement has nothing to do with the indigenous population, but the technocracy is trying to delete Ohio. Just saying. Well, the Ohio Ohio is a lot like Indiana, where the, like there's these really interesting like cities sprinkled throughout it, and then the rest are just like Fucking chaos, nothing. like mixes of um, suburbia and like farmland and rural areas that all kind of like blend together into these weird like midway towns mm-hmm. um but there's a lot of cool things rock and hall of fame all the witch shops uh they get way better shows than we do often concert wise mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah i mean ohio has between the music scenes between cleveland and akron i'm like not fucking surprised yeah i mean yeah there's also um like weird a lot of cool art museums there um you go to jolly pirate donuts take a two-hour shit for all i care like there's all kinds of stuff you can do mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes our next yes our next person so the next one yeah. i decided um there was a tie for second place so mm. i went with the one that i thought would be spicier i did some research on joan quigley oh boy all right yeah hey you got two out of three skipper we're almost there no nope. um <laughs> So it's bad. It's not that bad. Joan Cecile Quigley was an astrologer best known for giving astrological advice to the Reagan White House. Ah! There's the, uh, no. There you go. There's your. That was within thirty seconds. Yeah. You just had to say the Reagan administration. Yeah. So there is a book, a couple books about here. If you're interested, uh, I recommend you go read them. Uh, don't pay some of the prices I saw for them. Um, maybe find yourself a free copy somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I frankly did not really care enough to read like multiple books about this woman. So I found some scans and pulled my research out. So there's a ton more info out there about her. A lot of it is also written by her. So I also didn't know if I wanted to qualify that as um, verifiable information. <laughs> yeah. Also, the, for anybody the who... air quotes were, I think you guys felt them, right? Yeah. Did you feel them? So. Listeners could feel the air quotes. Yes. Right. Also, if you don't have the time or the attention span for a book, uh, there is an episode of behind the bastards called the astrologer who managed the Reagan presidency all oh. about her. I'll oh, have boy. to, I'll have to listen to that and see how wrong I am. <laughs> but, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. He it, might've actually read the books you were supposed to. So yeah, no. I, I don't, you know, it'd be really great if Hunter's lying to us. He didn't do any research. He's just guessing and mm-hmm. he's right. Yeah. But we'll have to do an episode on our own little psychic. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. My experimentations are only going on one of you. I don't need the other one to start going cattywampus. He's the control currently. How is Hunter the control? (laughs) You can't see it, but I put my fist gently under my chin. Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. No. Yeah, you're right. I got the data wrong. You're the control. I guess I would be the closest to normal. No, no, you're not. From an outside perspective. Yeah. From an outside perspective. Calm down, Faye. I'm I'm wearing a tennis t-shirt and pajama pants yeah you're trying to fucking calm down 
down your uh, your wild with banality. Mm-hmm. You got to find balance. Anyway, exactly. We're talking about Joan Quigley and the Reagan administration. So Nancy Reagan actually first met Joan Quigley on the Merv Griffin show when they were both guests. Um, yeah. Just for those who don't remember or were not taught, the Reagans were uh, actors. Yes. Yeah. Uh, actors. We, we did that uh, get a president that's an actor and a sham artist once, and uh, America didn't learn. Nope. No, that was, I, I still think that was the last dying breath of a dead generation. Anyway, Nancy met uh, on the Merv Griffin show. They were, like Sarah said, they're both actors. Um, was Nancy an actor? I knew. Yeah, she was. Okay. Uh, I knew he was. That's partially why there's been this really uh, interesting uh, swing back on Nancy Reagan hate because <laughs> some uh, biographical information has dropped that uh, apparently she was really good at giving head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was a throat goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Which, remember that. I don't give a oh, fuck. Shit. I'm like, Nancy, get it. Girl, yes. Yeah. Secure your bag. I, I don't it, give a fuck. But like, because, you know, the... The, the, the morals you preached. The morals you preached were very counteractive to your life. <laughs> to your uh, apparently just vacuous hole. Just, yeah, my husband and I are going to actively do things to make sure the gays die of AIDS. By the way, some of my best friends are gay and had the AIDS and I'm going to let them die. And I'm just like, yeah, fuck you, Nancy. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's kind of a bad person. Um, you, you might get a little bit more of that from this. I didn't really go too much into Nancy Reagan's history because oh. fuck her. But um, yeah, so. And apparently lots of politicians dead. Moving on. Yeah. So after the, assass- the attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan on March 30th 1981 uh nancy was absolutely terrified for her husband's life which let's be fair and she felt like insanely powerless in the situation uh, a quote from her is very few people can understand what it's like to have your husband shot at and almost die and then have him exposed all the time to enormous crowds tens of thousands of people any one of whom might be a lunatic with a gun i was doing everything i could think of to protect my husband and keep him alive Basically, she was so afraid after the attempted that she was like, I'm going to do anything. And she called it quickly. She could have pushed him to have like more strict gun regulations. Yeah. yeah or, you know, maybe uh, have better mental health care systems. Any of it, really. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, get a psychic. Get a psychic lady. I mean, yeah. you could have done both. Both is good. Well, I mean, you I'm know. I'm upset about the psychic part. You yeah. know what moves faster than the bullet? Predictions. Yes. And uh, that's where this story branches in three directions. I tend to find somewhere in the middle kind of true. Um, I don't really find any of the people in the story necessarily trustworthy, but we pretty much only have hearsay on it. Um, There was a chief of staff named um, Donald Regan, not Reagan, Donald Regan. (laughs) um, And I find he seems to be... No, he huh. seems to be the most uh, level-headed of everyone mm-hmm. that I could find. Um, but he was uh, chief of staff for Reagan for like three or four years. Um, so I, I kind of leaned to him, but I got quotes from everyone. So on giving advice to the Reagans, Quigley had stated that not since the days of the Roman emperors and never in the history of the United States presidency has an astrologer played such a significant role in the nation's affairs of state. Yeah, it's bad. It's very bad, guys. It's oh, real bad. <laughs> it was a bad time. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, because, yes, bad shit, but, like, what? <laughs> uh, when this came out, it was kind of the, um, it was kind of the stake that killed Reagan as, a, like, an icon for about a decade after his presidency. Like, the conservatives hated him for it because they said he was using, quote, the tools of the devil yeah, in the office like, of state. Yeah, because this was like the start of like the satanic panic and, uh, you know, a lot of your He-Man toys or getting your kids into the devil and sucking dick. <laughs> yeah. So the basic um, opinions were uh, Quigley was like, I made all the important decisions. Um, mm. Nancy Reagan says, I was just scared and was looking to save my husband. It wasn't that deep. Um, Reagan said basically never affected what he did. Um, but then Donald Reagan, the chief of um, staff, said that, quote, 
Virtually every major move and decision the Reagans made during my time as White House Chief of Staff was cleared in advance with a woman in San Francisco, Quigley, who drew up horoscopes to make certain that the planets were in favorable enterprise, uh, sorry, were in favorable alignment for the enterprise. Yeah, I I tend to believe the staff. Uh, anytime there's a, any, any kind of a power dynamic, anything, I tend to believe the staff. Yeah, that's fair. Just, I'm like... I, as as somebody who's been in many uh, kitchen and or customer service op- operations, I'm like, no, no, no. If I need to know the fucking tea, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to go find the line cook. <laughs> I'm going to go find the stock guy. I'm like, no, nah, that fucker knows. Also, um, like I said, her actual involvement in all this is very yeah. much contested by everyone. But... Yeah. Uh, Nancy, it is proven that Nancy did have private phone lines put in both the White House and at Camp David exclusively to receive her calls and that, uh, they would come in up to two to three times a day. Mm -hmm. Uh, she also was put, Nancy put her on a permanent retainer of $3,000 a month. Yeah. So, like, here's the thing. I don't believe in astrology in the, like, the planets can affect you in the ways that a lot of people like to believe. Do I like it as, like, a spicy psychology and just, like, a fun, like, way for people to interact and, like, understand themselves and each other and interpretations and that kind of shit? Yeah, like, that's fine. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with just, like, I'm an Aquarius, you're an Aries... These are the tropes that our personalities tend to fall into and how you interact with people and things like that's fine. I don't think the government should be running on star math like that. Maybe not. No, the star math I would prefer is if NASA was like, hey, you know, we spent a lot of money to chuck this robot into space and some of the technology that we use to throw this robot into space can be used for X, Y, and Z and other things like that's that's the star math that I'm cool with. (laughs) I I don't condone chucking me into space. (laughs) <laughs> um, Why not? You just put go into sleep mode until something cool. Dude, happens? did you see the fucking video of the, uh, the the satellite that we like chucked into an asteroid and we actually adjusted the asteroid? I think the parameter they're looking for was one percent, but we moved it like thirty two percent. Nice. <laughs> and they're just like, hell yeah, we could actually we could do it. We could do an Armageddon, guys. We could move the asteroid. Yes. And, and you wonder why I don't want you chucking me into space. You don't have enough mass. Yeah, that's true. You're a, um, you're a little boy. You're dense, but like not asteroid dense. Yeah, exactly. But I. Can be thrown at velocity. You're, you're I just, dummy thick, but not that thick. I just imagine you in the end of Portal 2. Hell yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> but yeah, uh, fucking... Oh, God. Yeah. So yeah. I, I did want to state my uh, maybe spicy libertarian opinion on astrology. Yeah, mm-hmm. do it. Like, oh. middle of the road. While I don't think that astrology is real and the actual like stars that were up there when we came out of the crease um, really affect anything about us, especially to the minute, I do believe that like the way human memory works is um, you're constantly learning and taking new information. And as we get older, the reason time seems to go faster is because we find less new and interesting things to document. Um, and I find, I personally believe that it kind of makes sense that the time, the, your very first days, weeks, months, the weather, the seasons around you, the, how the world is operating would have huge effects on your personality as you grow and evolve. Imagine being born in the middle of winter and your first months are cold and scary versus being born in June. I don't have to imagine that. I was. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm saying I think I'm that, the only Aquarius in this podcast. I, Fuckers. I think looking at it as like, I was born at this time. This is like my very first yeah. time on this rock. Yeah. And that influences my outlook yeah. and personality. That I could see some like, you know yeah. what? That, that kind of makes sense. Everything else though, like fuck that noise. Yeah. I do agree. That's my thoughts on it as well. Like it's, I, I, that's the succinct point that I was going to go with where it's like, I don't think the stars have anything. I just think it's like, Oh no, you're born around this time of year in this hemisphere. That's where you get all that. Oh, what's your sun and your moon and your rising and be like, where are you exactly? And like the seasons and times and like the amount of how much day night cycle you have. Like, yeah, no. That's probably what's more accurate to astrology. Oh, you get this type of personality because it's like, yeah, if you have this type of season and these experiences, eh, they kind of make you more of a eh personality. Yeah. And then also just the cultural reinforcement of like, oh, you have summer babies. So, you know, you get raised certain ways. And then my dumbass is like, look, it's cold. It's always the week of the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> get fucked. And I'm just like, okay. Let's uh, let's go over some of the advice that Quigley actually did give to the Reagans. All right, strap Um, in. Now, these are some from her, some from um, Donald. uh, But 
Well, the big one that Donald said that he and Reagan disputed, but Donald said this was 100% because of her. Reagan delayed his inauguration by nine minutes until 12.10 a.m. on June 2nd um, on the astrological advice of Miss Quigley, um, claimed by Donald Reagan, uh, but Reagan denied this, later saying it was to prevent the previous um president from adding any additional appointments which doesn't make sense would you want to get in earlier then why would giving him an extra nine minutes seems like it's a weird excuse yeah Yeah, it seems like bullshit yeah so this Uh, next one's the wildest one i think um this was fully from her but she uh she said that she read gorbachev's horoscope and after concluding that he was in quote intelligent and quote open to new ideas, was the one that convinced Reagan to change his opinion on the Soviet Union, that it was no evil empire, and that the treaties and arms de- tr- uh, like trade cutoffs came soon after. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah. So, it's this is very frightening to me, but like on a slightly tangential level, because you have to understand... Uh, American politics and particularly uh, conservatism at that time period, because uh, this is the time period where the the Republicans got really heavy into the evangelical, like far right here in the United States, and a lot of those guys really, really, really are trying to use political power to basically force kickstart like Armageddon because they want Jesus back. So having a guy who already has that kind of mindset and then have like this star math witch lady also be like hey by the way uh more fanciful bullshit to add to your thing and it's just it's kind of horrifying to be like okay this guy is already in the mindset of well the world is impermanent things don't matter that i do because you know there's going to be no consequences because you know we're all going to go into the afterlife because armageddon and then just you know this magic lady being like oh yeah by the way you should change your plans of like state and things because you know the math doesn't check out the stars aren't right yeah. Like all of that is horrifying to me, and I'm just yeah. like, oh no. The uh, the fact that she very well may have saved us from nuclear annihilation by just being like, he seems like a pretty chill dude. Go talk to him. Yeah, the stars say he's tight. Yeah, it's like <laughs> right, but that's also a like you could very much have gone the other. Yeah, that's what way. I'm saying. That's how how scary it was that she may have literally saved the world by probably accident. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking oh god, I wish I could remember the name of. Uh, the the Russian submarine guy who got uh, notes from the Soviet Union to be like, hey, so the Americans have launched nukes. We didn't, but they got some sort of radar signal saying we did. They're like, launch the thing. And the guy in the sub that was supposed to launch the thing was like, that doesn't seem right. I'm just going to ignore that order. And like, he literally prevented yes. a nuclear holocaust because he was just like, yet. <laughs> I cannot believe how many times the world has been like, eh, okay, never uh, mind. Never mind. <laughs> Like, we can do it. We can do it. We should not we do should, it. No. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this button is more heavy than I thought it was. Oh, yeah. geez, Rick. <laughs> As if maybe, yes, mu- uh, mutually assured destruction is a fun concept on paper, but most humans are usually like, that will not help. Why? This, why would we this do is this? Bad. <laughs> Being alive is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Being alive, yeah. neat. I love sandwiches. Yeah, right. Like I love bitches and sandwiches. How am I supposed to get bitches or sandwiches if everything has been burned to cinder? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah. Like even if I somehow survive the blast and the radiation because of vaults. Yeah. There's a cap on it though. Yeah. Look, I I I like post-apocalyptic quote-unquote media just because like hey, there's some interesting themings and stuff. But I'm like, guys, this we're not supposed to want to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. supposed to be a cautionary tale. And then I also get to have a cool flamethrower guitar in the game because it's fun. You know, there was a long while that I kept... My, my motto was, I wish I lived in a post-apocalyptic cyberpunk future. But as I've grown older, I've realized that I do. And it's a fucking bummer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this was actually a bad time? <laughs> Shit. Like, yeah. This, this is- isn't what I wanted. I wanted robot arms. I wanted fast cars and you deserts. Just, you just wanted Star Trek future but in the desert yeah yeah it's not what i got it's not cool <laughs> what what do they call it now it's like hope punk or hope something punk. yeah i'm a big advocate for hope punk like that stuff's great where it's like look you can do a synthesis of technology and the environment and like live in a better future yeah that'd be sick yeah it's like oh yeah there's sky rises but there's like actually plants and healthcare, and yeah. i'm like that sounds dope i, I love that hell yeah mm, yes but it sheds off light that i can use as a greenhouse yeah give 
Give the bio booster armor, please. Yeah. I want it. You and just want to be a Giver. Yes. They, they do, though. Yes. Put an alien inside my chest. Let it burst out so I can fight shit. Uh, I'm in. Doesn't live in his chest. It lives in the back of his neck. Same th- thing. Yeah, same diff. <laughs> it's in the body. Do you understand how much I've read that series and how much I am so sad that it will never be finished? Yeah. <laughs> like, it it ended, the last chapter came out, I believe, in 2007 on a to-be-continued, and it has never been updated since. It's Some probably... things are just meant to be unknown mm-hmm. yeah and then you know the malkavians are like but actually uh, yeah. i have the thesis are you gonna tell me no, no. <laughs> i've written three different endings come over i'll show you them um but we got one more oh, God. Um, uh, uh, yeah. this is the wildest one um Buckle she up. she to me anyway the last right. one maybe actually but this one i find just like so funny and weird okay. um she told reagan to cut short a visit to a cemetery in bitburg germany um, he decided that, sure. So he went and he visited and left. Okay. Um, like presidential, just like I'm going to a cultural site kind of a visit. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, like every president ever done Obama, Trump, they all show up to places say, wow, that's neat. Thanks for showing me this Germany right. or, or Japan or wherever. Yeah. And then they just leave. Um, but turns out it was a cemetery that was specifically a burial site for dead Nazi soldiers. No! Um, Why are we going to the Nazi farm? Luckily, ah! Reagan did listen, and so he visited, said, huh, that's a neat historical site, and left. Mm-hmm. That's a neat historical site, and left. Um, which meant he skipped the hour-long picnic that they had planned for him there in the cemetery. Huh. Germany, goddammit. <laughs> So the only okay. reason I can think to go to a Nazi burial site is just for that sick ass loot. There's got to be some legendary weapons there. Fuck you. Uh, I mean, I could probably find some cool boots at least. I mean, it, it, I mean, look. Force strength, force stamina. I, under, I understand Germany has a better infrastructure and utility, public utilities in the United States, but I'm like, but you're telling me that there's just a really fancy public restroom? Goddamn. <sighs> it took a long way to get to that joke, but I'm proud of no, it. No, it's fine. Oh, it's like, good. So you know we have one of those. What in Crown Hill Cemetery? There are bathroom. cameras all around it now. I know. Wait, we have a Confederate soldiers bathroom. Uh, yeah, didn't it's okay. fenced off and there's cameras all over it now. But so I that, mean, okay, don't we have the Confederate soldier burial area because we had like a POW camp here in the area? Is that my understanding? I want, no, I think it was all actual Hoosiers that had, were like, no, nah, no, nah, the Confederate. I'm gonna go right. to the South, even though we contributed the most soldiers to the Union. Yeah, it's also in like one of the biggest graveyards in the country. in the in the country, yeah. and there's like twelve of the fuckers. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not big section. So. No, it's just. It, but it's there. Yeah. And if you have level two and up, you skate. You poop all there all day. I was going to say, you need level three so you can get oh, the yeah, yeah. Uh, hide That's from the cameras. Well, Hell if yeah. If you have level three and up, you skate. There's a great place for you to, I don't know, poop if you can figure out how to. Yeah. I have a really cool picture. I was going to use it in a video, but I wasn't sure how I felt about it. So I held it out. But it's what? some of the graves from the confederate and then there's a big camera a big sign on a tree that just says smile you're on camera okay that's amazing um but anyway (laughs) anyway so yes eventually um donald regan um who i'd mentioned multiple times he put he wrote a self-biography about the time he working in wall street moving up into politics yeah book about himself but he uh Never before public information put all this information about uh, Quigley and Nancy Reagan in it. Um, And according to Quigley, after her involvement with the presidential family was made public in the book, Nancy cut off all ties with Quigley and never spoke to her again. Um, She compared it, her being cut off from the Reagan White House to someone buying a Picasso, putting it in your living room, and then putting adhesive tape over the signature. Essentially, she what she is claiming is that she orchestrated nearly the entire Reagan presidency, and then credit was taken away from her by them. (sighs) See, this... Man, you know what? If she was a real psychic, she would have seen that coming. That's true. Also, just fucking... Just being the politics wonk that I am, I'm just like, I didn't vote for this stupid bitch. Right. (laughs) Uh, it's like, I mean, I was off, Reagan was before my time, so, like, I didn't vote for Reagan either, but it's, like, it, 
Mm. It's like the same level of insidious as like all the packs and the dark money that we deal with in U.S. politics, where I'm just like, look, I... I, I'm totally fine with the democratic process of we have parties that have different views and things. And, you know, if there's a guy I don't like that gets voted in, it's like he's allowed to do the work that he's doing. But then there's like all these influences that are well beyond those political processes. And I'm just like, that makes me deeply uncomfortable and I hate it. Mm-hmm. I guess it's good that, you know, the, the psychic quickly didn't work for the Raytheon knife missiles. But like, <laughs> yeah, I hate it. I hate it. Like, this girl didn't carry the one, and suddenly, you know, fucking all of history's different. Like, that's fucked up. Yeah. So that is the story of our psychics. Okay. Oh, God, I'm stressed. Let's move on to fucking NPCs, because it'll probably be less of a sad fucking time. <laughs> yeah, who wants to start these? <laughs> I'm just starting. Yeah, I was about one. to say, Go if you it. want, I've got mine. Mine's yeah. just less, like... So, this is an NPC that has existed in our Chicago by Night game. Oh, fuck yeah. That I am transferring to a game that I'm working on for a stream project. It'll show up later. Whatever. Um, So, uh, his name is Sir Arthur Notter. Uh, He is a Malkavian from, like, the the mid-1850s, somewhere out in there. Uh, but he is a big outdoorsman, sports hunter, think like very Teddy Roosevelt, but he's like gentry English guy. Uh, uh, but he ended up in the States cause he had come to explore the wilderness and gone to like Yellowstone to go shooting big game and all that stuff. And then got embraced, but he's the kind of guy that's like, I, it's, it's yieldy weakened warrior is the best way to explain it. Where he's like very into like, I have my trophies and I have my guns and I'm very into sportsmanship and be an activity and fit and outside, but he's like, no, no, no. I, I live in the city because I have a manor and I'm civilized and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not a heathen. Uh, but, you know, actively hunts people and kindred for sport. It's, yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, no, no. This is just, if, like, like look, you, you're, you've clearly proven yourself to be unworthy of life and, you know, I'm going to have fun with it. <laughs> he and Ellis would get along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They do. Uh <laughs> But uh, have they directly met? I believe I believe so. Yes, I know. I've heard we've heard his name. In yeah, rumbling. he's he's been he's been to Ellis's club several times because he's just like ah, oh, I don't have to drive very far. But for uh, the the game I'm going to be running with him with, he has uh, tenure and standing within the circulatory system. Ah, nice. Because he's just like oh, he's got to farm those people somewhere. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah. Well, you know, he's making sure that his uh. Uh, query is sourced. Oh, is it ethically sourced? He says it's it... ethically sourced. Ah, right. Uh, is it? Eh, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's 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 kind of a d- elevated commentary on people that are just like, ah, oh, yes, I like hunting, but they go to like these estates where like the deer are fenced in, or and they like, have feeders. Yeah, or people are like, yeah, I've gone to Africa for big game hunting, and I'm like, I can understand that there are programs for uh, ecological development and all that that do use big game hunting to uh fund that but then there's also people that are just like shitty white people that like to play a colonialism for fun yeah and that's kind of kind of what he does a little bit Mm -hmm. (laughs) where he's just like well no clearly like i'm superior look at all these things i've shot Mm. and he's like big within like the camarilla and the hierarchy and all that kind of shit that sounds about right yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. i was like you know (laughs) like he's i've had it written in the back uh, for uh game interactions where if uh basically if he decides that a person to haunt either kindred or human uh is below is basically below a certain cr like he will be mad that he's spending the time to hunt you because you're not worthy of his time (laughs) this feels like the plot of the pest Mm. with john leguizamo Mm. (laughs) the pest partially yeah but you know yeah so it's it has derangements, but they're kind of more like in the like sociopathy kind of area as opposed to mm-hmm. like, he's like, ah, yeah, 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 I see and hear things, but mm-hmm. I keep shooting things until they go away. <laughs> oh, there yeah. you go. It's like, I can't hear the voices in my head if I have the tinnitus. <laughs> You're <Almost>. not wrong. <laughs> I'd say borderline the kind of character where people are like, I heard he's a Malkavian. Really? What? Yeah. yeah. People are just like, he's a Malkavian. It's like, yeah. But then, you know, sometimes he just gets really excited. Like, I get to go killing again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. That's but a little bit. It's actually like a really good businessman. And that's how he's been able to maintain like his fortunes over the years. Where he's like, no, no, no. I divested my portfolio. And mm-hmm. he cares a lot about the environment. And, you know, making sure that there's investment in the community. Not because he's trying to breed humans for hunting stock or anything. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. It's fine. I like it. Yeah. Blah. 
Speaking of, I'll go with mine, which uh, I'm retooling a very, very old character of mine uh, that I used to do that literally just got folded into being an NPC, which this is back from the old days where you had to know what your psychological uh, problems were with your Malkavian. I know that's not necessary now, but I like having that. Uh, This is Zachary McLeod, or at least that's what he's going to tell everybody. Uh, His uh, disorders is he has a schizotypal disease. He believes video games are real, which works out quite well. He looks, he's a little bit more like, uh, you know, Vigilante from Peacemaker. You'd think that he doesn't understand or distinguish between what's real or not, but when it matters, he's paying attention. And his job lends well to that because he owns a, like, one of those, like, internet cafe, like, hangout, like, club things where, like, bottom floor is just, like, dance floor slash uh, computer area with, like, frosted glass and then upstairs of like bars and stuff so you can just vibe it's a video game place like and the um his weapon and again the ostentatiousness of just you know nobody's gonna question this is just like a modified like gold and diamond plated fucking playstation controller with a full length of just it's not original cord it's actually very thick wire and then you know it's just like oh yeah laugh at the guy he's not gonna have any problems by the way he has a 15 foot reach with uh something that's diamond plated oh god it's oh god what is what's that weapon called it's like the the meteor hammer where it's like the weight on the end of a rope Mm -hmm. because i've seen some of those videos recently of people actually wielding those uh defensively and i'm just like jesus christ they're nuts nuts. it's pretty much a meteor hammer where he's also probably like the what i'd think with the vigilante where it's like oh everybody goes oh he's a fish mouth and it's like no he'll he'll do a witty thing at the right time but it's much that please underestimate me i i, I want you to i'm not paying attention weaponized I, incompetence bingo yep he's just like no 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 i'm stupid i'm definitely stupid i'm just talking about power flowers and you know i need 50 rings and the chaos emeralds i would like those chaos emeralds but i am listening to what the venture and the toreador are saying in the corner because fuck y'all uh, Behind the Bastards did a two-part series on it, and I will warn that it's maybe one of the more depressing ones they did, so maybe maybe don't if you're not in that vibe. But uh, they did a two-part episode on Chris Chan, and yeah. they kind of get in... That's kind of what happened with her, Christina, um, as her go by now, but she believes that the previous herself, Chris, and her are two separate beings, and she reser- anything she did in the past is Chris. Yeah. At least that's what I think. Yeah. I tried to look it up because I wanted to get it right. But anyway, um, that was kind of their thing is like they had trouble um, dissociating like real life from video games. They Mm. believe that like Sonic the Hedgehog and all the characters they created in their cartoon exist in another realm that's in its way to merging with this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was about to say the the schizotypal disease, because again, I looked it up just to be like, no, this is an actual thing. Like, no, he thinks it's in the real world. He thinks. He can definitely be like, just find me the power star and I'll run out into the sun, I swear to God. So it's one of those, like, the story... So stories that they're experiencing in games is overlapping with... Reality. Reality, as well as overlapping with what's going on with the cobweb. Yep. So it's just a big old mess. Cool, they just think they're in Assassin's Creed, but they're in the parts where it's modern times. Yep. Oof. <laughs> like, where's Abstergo? I've gotta run. Oh, uh, just, like, he just keeps climbing building. He just keeps... Well, the thing is... Oh, God, this fucking guy is just, like... The amount of times this man has jumped off into a hay pile well, and then broken so many bones, just been like... Eh. Help. Or just, you know, you're trying to walk down the street. It, I guess it's more of a problem with old uh, Assassin's Creed where you're like walking down the street and then the character just auto clings to things and you're just like, buddy, you don't need to be climbing. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> That's Ezio, just a hay bale. Yeah, why, you're why just you like, you were like walking down the street looking badass and then <laughs> suddenly you just like cling to like a post <laughs> and you're like, buddy, Ezio, I did not need you to climb that. Any time. Anytime this motherfucker fails a stealth roll, he just gets into a group with people. He's still got a blinged out fucking controller on his throat that's shining like diamonds and gold and he's just like dresses like an edm fuck boy mm-hmm. oh, God. he's a businessman like that's also what i'd say potentially for your games if you're going to use the guy either again use him how you want but he was really just kind of like a central hub in most of the games because it'd be like oh look here's a club that has like frosted glass things that nobody pays attention to you can bring somebody back there for feeding and everybody's gonna be like oh they're making out because it's right next to the dance floor and the drinking areas like i 
literally designed the character when I was playing them, and also when I had them as an NPC to just be like, I mean, it's a hub area you can go to if you want to. It's like, a good point of contact. Yep, exactly. And uh, that game also had the, no one in the game noticed the fact that there was a virtual adept that was living in there. Like, I was, I was going to ask if he'd ever like actually been on the net or knew, because like, that would pretty much just like, I would say confirm all of his suspicions if he's like, no, I've been inside the computer. I talked to a man in Nepal face to face. Well, that's the that was the end point that I was because uh, I was running the old world. Uh, one, he knew he had a virtual adept. Him and his sire. We're not getting into his sire because it's yeah, no. but uh, they knew. And the way the virtual adept kept living there and nobody noticing is he would keep using like I think it was the correspondence to anytime somebody's like I'm gonna auspice your aura, he just switch his aura with somebody else's in the club. So unless they had auspice and celerity they never catch that there's just a dude other than just like why is that room always filled what's happening if the characters didn't interact with zachary throughout the story when gehenna started the characters would lose both his sire and zachary because them and the virtual adept would flee into the web Mm. like if they hadn't interacted they'd just be like oh shit shit's going down fuck that let's go in the web. He's just like, oh, I like these two idiots. They're my friends now. I guess we're going into the internet. Here we go. Which, if anybody bitches about oh. like, well, there's not mage stuff in V5. Mages exist canonically according to Chicago by Night, so you could do it. And the new Hunter book. Oh, yes, which we'll get into. I forgot the other clue that I gave my players on that is I'm like, yeah, by the way, Zachary's Club has the second best internet in the city that's the best no idea but it's not them he's just like the virtual depths like i gotta pull some strings but if i'm the first best there's a problem i'm the second best and we'll i I have an episode we're working on we'll talk more about what the net is actually in world of darkness and some of these other places oh yeah no we are going to be collabing on that yeah that's going to be progress who's next uh do you want to go or should i go okay um so mine is um, their name is Lucian. Well, they go by Lucian. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a librarian. Yes. Um, spends pretty much all of their time there. Like, if we're looking at dots, it's like academics and what's the one for studying? I forget. Yeah, mostly academics. Yeah, ac- mostly academics. Like, mental stats, crazy. Everything else, not so much. Um, dumping lots of time and effort into um, dementation, but the side that's like visions and scrying. Mm-hmm. Um, and they scry by, they believe, literally we- reading the words between the lines. Oh, that's fun. So they're like, you know, scouring through books in this library at all hours of the night, quote unquote, reading things like in the blank spots of all the pages. So that's kind of where I was going with that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I have a little herd mm. that like is a book club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's always like they're very wholesome. They're I was thinking they'd be pretty old. Like they've just been running libraries for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they cultivate little book clubs. They'll like organize night classes to teach people like English, things like that, help mm-hmm. people with reading comprehension because they believe that the more people that can read, the more likely they'll find somebody else that finds these messages. And, you know, then they have a buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's very cute. Yeah. I love them. Yeah, it's great. I like that. Maybe uh maybe he can join our book club. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> They're not trying to it's fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry it's about fine. it. It's yeah. fine. It's Look, good. if 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 those in the uh, the the fan run Blank Bodies book club happen to start getting weird notes, <laughs> we know whose fault it is now. Oops. Yeah. Whoops. Just ahead of Lucian. They're sweet, mostly. Mostly. <laughs> yeah, you, mostly. Be, you just be quiet when you're in the library. You know, don't eat don't bring food and drinks into the computer lab. Don't do it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Just slowly opens a bag of like skittles. <laughs> I mean, suddenly the skittles start screaming. Right. Oh no! Just in the doorway, Lucian's standing there like an anime villain. The only thing that's lit is the glasses. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, just here's lit the bag up. crinkle and just zooms. Yeah, lit up glasses and then just fucking Latin music starts playing at a low volume and over the speakers. Just uses his middle finger to push up. Yes. And he's like, and was just like, Lucian, why'd you suddenly get so fucking sinister? And he's like, well. Is I have a youth book club where the kids have got me reading the anime. Yes. <laughs> I, I just imagine like kind of like in Nosferatu where it's just a bookcase and you don't even see him. You just kind of see a shadow oh. pass by it. And then all of a sudden he's like right there being like, 
please don't dog ear the corners. We use bookmarks to save our page. It hands you a bookmark. Mm-hmm. Are you? It's going a very to, nice bookmark. Yeah. You put it in the book, look back, they're gone. Yeah. Are you going to be buying that book? If not, don't do that. Even then, don't. Yeah, respect the books. Every they time have lots you, to say. every time you dog ear the book, I hear it screaming. <laughs> Ooh, I like this. <laughs> yes. I've got something to say Lucian out of the podcast. Has grown. <laughs> oh, the lore, the lore for Lucian is deep. Yeah. So, uh, I got one. Uh, I went with the name David. May or may not actually be his real name. I really like the cobweb, and I didn't want to uh, try and bring Malkavian time back into this. I didn't want to like have to create like new rules or just port the old ones for this. So the way I handled it was I basically took a lot of my freebie points and just dump them all into contacts, but the yeah. contacts are other Malkavians. Dope. I figured that would be like a fun way to, that you can communicate through the cobweb. You kind of have all these connections that yeah. way. So you, you, you buy it as a contact point. I think that would be a cool way. You could yeah. either have like a contact with the whole web or like individuals that's for you and your ST to decide, but that's the way I started this guy out. Mm-hmm. Um, because he is very nomadic. Um, people, if it, may even mistake him for like Iravnos at first. He does not stay in cities very long. He's always on the move. But the difference between him is that it's like instinctual for him and that like he just has like voices and prophecies in his head constantly. And they are basically just telling like, I need I need to be in San Diego today. I need to go talk to a man at 2 a.m. on this tower. I have to give him a message. Like he, I've seen it. I gotta go. He is like just pure. Like I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be here. Um, that's why he's got a little notoriety now. It's like when this guy shows up, stuff starts happening that he doesn't seem to be involved with. That's cool. Just shows up, gives you an item, and you're like, "What's this for?" And he's like, "You'll figure it out." And then leaves, and you're just like, "Why the fuck?" They didn't tell me. Oh yes. god damn it. Why it's do like, I have to keep this rock in my pocket? I, now I have this tennis racket. <laughs> I think if you're gonna twenty minutes later someone tends to uh throws a grenade at you, you have this tennis racket. <laughs> and you're just like, oh <laughs> yeah. thanks, oh, but goddamn this was annoying until then. <laughs> thanks. Funk. Yeah. There's, there's no telling if what his prophecies or um help is gonna be good or bad. It could get people killed, it could save people's unlife. Um kind of just chaos something's gonna happen around him uh if you want to run this as an npc that uh your players can get more into i thought it would be interesting that like he's kind of so linked to the tapestry or the web that uh his brain is like kind of just become a part of it he's losing himself and kind of just becoming like almost an avatar of the web itself because a lot of his points as he's grown stronger just all in contacts that are in his head mm. and it's just slowly like does becoming he, part of who does he, he is slowly refer to himself like we are david no no he's it or is he still like distinctively like i am david i imagine him like almost animalistic about it like you try and have mm. a conversation other than like what he's doing and working on and it's like no 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 he's just like He's just, yeah, I'm David. Mm. No, I'm, I'm head, yeah. I gotta be over there. Very short bursts yeah. of speech, but not really no. talking to anyone. Yeah. And if you were to play him, it'd always be like, listen, I'm, I'm just supposed to help you. It's like you're the other players. It's like, look, and they, then, they, look, they told me I had to be here. I didn't choose this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, you, and that could be fun, trying to figure out why the hell he's supposed to be there with the rest of your coterie doing something. Yeah. I like that. He yeah. just randomly, yeah. well, coterie's walking somewhere, and he just randomly will grab somebody by the back of their shirt and just move them two feet over to the left. <laughs> will not explain it, just keeps going. Mm-hmm. I like to imagine mm-hmm. it almost like it talked about in the old books where like they're talking they can see the wound of the world and how like in this is not supposed to be but like i almost imagined that like things were kind of fleshy to him and almost like a tunnel leading him where he's supposed to go at times especially like if his derangement triggers maybe it's just like oh no oh. it's become like silent hill mist where it's like you can see where you're supposed to be but but beyond that it just kind of gets blurry yeah it's like oh, but, but fleshy I... like scorn oh. if you played that not yet me too i really want to poor david <laughs> i want to do not have the money to it's on game pass i think i'll edit that out because i'm not advertising game pass yeah, um, they ain't fucking paying us yeah but yeah that's that's my mouth hey, hey. I, like it. I, like it. I, I like that we went from increasingly less sinister as we went around the table i don't i don't know uh, scary at least i would say yeah. david at least terrifying david yeah. not terrifying, sinister but not sinister. yeah i was about to say again zach's a kind of he's a cinnamon roll unless it's like ah i need to visit violence take the controller off just like all right time to meteor hammer 
Yeah, uh, Sir Nodder is... He's sinister in the way that I kind of picture, like, just a lot of upper-class people are sinister. And I'm like, having that amount of money must make you go insane. Because yeah. there's nothing basically limiting you and your options. And you're like, oh, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Like, this is a guy that would definitely, like, fall into, like, the Hellraiser plot line. Mm-hmm. And probably be fine. Yeah. 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 My guy's pretty much there. Yeah. I will say that Oops. we we brought up Assassin's Creed and you also brought up money, so I will say the mm-hmm. second game had my favorite thing, which was just, ah, what are you doing when you're running away? Throw money. Like yeah. one of the best ways, just a shitload of coins. And I'm like I mean, if I was walking down the street and some guy just threw like two G on onto the floor randomly, I'd be like, hey, I've dead try to grab like a hundo. Yeah, for sure. I've seen that in a ton that trope in a ton of movies and stuff where the bad guys are making their getaway and then what do they do? Oh, they dump one of the bags of money into a large crowd of people the cops are trying to run through. Yeah. Smart. They don't give a fuck. Smart, smart. Yeah. It's very effective. When yeah. it comes to fighting, Lucian's useless. Oh. Yeah. They'd probably be more like, I'm going to use Dementation to, or the equivalent of, to cause a massive distraction and then obfuscate and run the fuck away. That's a valid <laughs> battle strategy, though. Yeah. Yep. That's what they do. He's look, I'm alive. They're dead. So the books are safe. <laughs> Again, that's probably one of the, uh, one of the, the scary Zach knows what he's doing because, like, the, the meteor hammer also with the length of the rope he's just like wrap it around your throat you can't obfuscate it run away if you're connected bitch that's true it's like if I'm touching you <laughs> you can't <laughs> obfuscate yeah you can't obfuscate uh, Nodder's really good with guns yeah. like upsettingly so mm-hmm. like that's a hyper fixation for him mm-hmm. and I'm just like oh no alright but yeah We've done it. We've we done did it. Uh, these Malkavians will be up on our itch page if you'd like to look over them, use yes. them in your game. Yeah. Do it. Hell yeah. We've done the thing. Yeah. I still have beaker water. I still have You chips. need to finish that or the test will be considered a failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you're not consuming anything and she's the control. Yeah, you know. Um, look, I, stay hydrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hydrate or dihydrate, bitches. Mm-hmm. That's a threat. Uh, thanks, Paralyze. Yeah, thanks, Paralyze, for the music. Our awesome theme mm-hmm. composed by they. Mm-hmm. Um, we are we have a Twitter. It's at blank underscore bodies. Uh, the day you're listening to up our public Twitter poll will be live. We're nearing the final moments of our Patreon one, so I won't give away who's going to be on it yet. But it's definitely going to be spicy. This one's going to be a spicy. It's going to be a spicy boy. It's a um, spicy meatball. But yeah, so you can go vote on our Twitter now and decide who we do one of these long series about next. Um, and if you want to get on the next time we do one of these early votes, we have a Patreon as well. Um, we got a bunch of different tiers over there. Five bucks gets you a Discord title in our uh, Discord. We have everything in there from getting copies of the show notes we're working on getting added to uh, voting on polls to all these have discord titles you know we have one where you can get character art done by sarah mm-hmm. so yeah. i can draw an illustration she, i'm not bad at it she draw good i do draw yeah. well yes she draw good. i can do ink charcoal pastels watercolor she did our damn logo i did i did yeah. do the logo if she think that damn near logo is cool she's the one to thank hey mm-hmm. um but speaking of which we do have a discord and if you're on our patreon you do get access to a couple special patreon channels but the discord is free to anyone uh we have tons of people in there hanging out daily mm-hmm. all kinds of games going on i know there's like deadlands a bunch of vampire games going on people are talking about running um mage a couple other games my one friend was looking to run a half-life uh apocalypse world game it sounds really cool somebody vaguely said something lancer and i immediately spooled up yeah, we got nerds doing stuff and also like workshopping each other's characters and projects and hanging out in Skytax. And we yeah. just started a book club. Yeah, we did. Yeah, mm-hmm. by we, we mean the fans. The, yeah, the, yeah, we the didn't fans. have really anything to do with it. They did it themselves. All yeah. I said was that'd be cool. And yeah. now there's a dedicated <laughs> book club channel. And yeah, so it good it job, is. friends. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Ash. The, the, for, uh, the archivist. Taking care yeah. of it for us. Thank you, friendo. Yep. I am a dumbass. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I know if you're listening to this, the week it comes out, they meet every Thursday evening, and I believe this week they're talking about the Second Inquisition Yeah, book. they're doing deep hey. dive onto the lore and fluff and things in the Second Inquisition book. So. I, I warned them that that might become a multi-meeting book. We'll see. That yeah. one, that book is denser yeah, than yeah. I expected. Yeah, much as you've ta- you said beforehand, where it's like the, the Hunter book, when you get down to it, is not that long. Inversely, the Second Inquisition book is like 
fucking chunk. You look at it and you're like, well, this is this is nothing but like stats. And then you read it and you're like, there are whole stories just hidden in these Within like the character descriptions mm-hmm. yeah. and monster stats. And yeah. like, do, do you understand yeah. why I was panicking when we did our second Inquisition episode? And I was just like, fuck, I don't know if I'm going to get this done on time. There's so <laughs> much here. I've actually written a college paper about the book already. I might be doing a second follow up episode on the second Inquisition book now. I, I think we're going to have uh... to. We're going to have to. I think we should do our Hunter episode first, which I've been working on. I know I've mentioned that a couple times. I actually, one of the things we did in our Discord, I ran a Hunter game for a couple people to test the system out. So I've gotten to play it, and uh, that was a lot of fun. And I do that sometimes when I want to learn about stuff for the game. I just ask random people to play in a couple games from the server. So So get in there. Hang out with us, losers. We also share cute pets. Yeah, Yeah, so much. We do love you, though. I still think that's my favorite contribution so far. Pet, pet channel, posting. yeah. Hell just yeah. we opened up the Discord and I immediately was like, "There should be a place." Show to us your pets. kitties. Yeah. Why I show want just us doggos. Kitties. Show us kitties. Oh. Show also, us show kitties. Show us lizards mm-hmm. and snakes mm-hmm. and tarantulas. I believe I'm gonna challenge the fans right now because I haven't seen one ferret. Yeah, we haven't had a ferret. We've Not had yet. snakes and lizards. We Ferrets ha- are an interesting pet. Yeah, we haven't found a snake cat. Have not found snake weasel. Hmm. Right on. But uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Show us kitties. Show us kitties. Goodbye. Oh, wait. We forgot a couple things. Oh, Oh, shit. shit. Real quick. Yes, real quick. Uh, We have that Twitter at blank underscore bodies. We also have an Instagram at blank bodies pod. And finally, if you want to come to your interview series with me, you have suggestions for the show, uh, you want to send me uh, your dreams and prophecies, if you have a funny poop joke that you would like me to send to Sarah, anything you want to email at us. Do not. Um, no pictures, but jokes are... F- I love a good pun. Send uh, send Hunter the jokes. Do not tell him to share those with me. <laughs> I'm going to either way, so it doesn't really matter. Um, I suffer enough. But yeah, if you want to do that, we are at blankbodies at gmail.com. That's oh, it. oh, I have speaking of jokes. <laughs> hey, you guys, what do you do when... Or what, what happens when you... Um, I fucked it up. What happens... <laughs> <laughs> I almost wanted to go, goodbye. <laughs> okay, Hunter cut that first attempt. Number two, here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you get when you teach a wolf yoga? Mm. A werewolf. Goodbye. I, I technically run the TikTok Act Blank Bodies podcast. <laughs> That's true. Shut it down. A werewolf? Hey, John. <laughs> yeah. Why did the vampire download Tinder? Why? Because he's always thirsty. Hey! God damn it. We love you. Bye bye. Shut me down.